Greetings, pals. <laughs> hey, pals. Hello, pals. Afternoon, all. Uh, how are we all? Welcome to the podcast. Throw in the pal. You well, hang a, on, you got to pause. A pause between <laughs> how are we all? Welcome to the. You pod. can't ask the question then keep talking. Are you good? Great, thanks for asking. And the podcasts are on the power. We talk about <laughs> movies. How are you, Chris? I'm very well, Tom. How are you? I'm very well. Thank you so much for asking. I'm, My I'm pleasure. well. Frank, no one has asked. The oh. etiquette is Wait, off in I'm, the room. Tom, you shaved so, your head. Tell us the story. Uh, well, great I, for a podcast. Okay, keep going. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> it's a good way to avoid drug tests, apparently. Because they test, they take clippings of the hair and test it. Okay, that too. Oh, that might be why yeah. he did it. Welcome to the podcast, Throw with the Power, the podcast where we talk about movies uh, and we debate our opinions, I guess. We, we like do. to go from both sides of the fence and then Tom likes to sit right on the pole of the oh, fence. With the decimal points as well. Oh, right. I was like, I don't know. is this a bit? <laughs> <laughs> a very badly planned bit. Oh, yes. It's a choice. Shit. It's a choice. Yeah. Anyway, my name is Frank. I'm Marcus. I'm Tom. And I'm Chris. Oh, and we're talking about... <laughs> I'm Tom. Starship I Troopers. Starship <laughs> Troopers. Starship yeah. Troopers. Uh, we rate on 11 and why is that, Tom? Because uh, 11 is the number of times as a child when I watch this movie that I pause during the shower scene to crank it. Uh, <laughs> to crank it. Just yeah. wait. Did I say the number of times? The number of times per week when I would watch this as a child <laughs> that I pause the shower scene. That's really upsetting. The number to of picture and you're to like, hear. wait, there's chicks in this too. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say picture? I have a picture if you wanted. No it. thanks. Seeing it as it is, so your big... birthday. Oh, uh, happy birthday, Frank! It's Frank's birthday for the listener. Well done, Frank. Thanks, guys. Yeah, Sweet sixteen. Two and looking brand new. <laughs> ah, good rhyme. Thank you. I thought it was time. All right. So, Starship Troopers, nineteen ninety-seven. Paul Verhoeven uh, is the director, and uh, I guess shout your name if you like this movie. Da! Marcus, <laughs> running past the mic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I, I didn't say anything. I didn't like it. Uh, yeah, no, not for me. Oh, okay. shit. Yeah. This is great because Chris and I watched this together and I had no idea how we what? felt about it. The yeah. two of you hung it, out it was a, it was a It was a pretty magical cinematic experience. Uh, we had dinner, we had some drinks. We did. Marcus gave me a hand job, and, I mean, it's everything <laughs> you would want <laughs> from a cinematic experience. He was a wonderful host. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Cinemas didn't, aren't didn't like they used that. to be, are they? <laughs> they always pick <laughs> you out for doing that. Yeah. There's oh, a smell of butter in the air. Shit. You know, it was oh, wonderful. That's wonderful. All right, so I guess scores, Chris, if you didn't like it. Uh, let's go a four to start with. Oh. Nice. A four. Nice. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll jump on that. I'll give it a three. <laughs> yeah, not good. I, I want Tom to go first. This is an 11, obviously. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Yes. No, it's not. Yes. 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 You're joking. No, I'm not. This it's an is 11. Not, no. I, I just can't Amazing. Even, it's how? <laughs> uh, sorry, sorry. Marcus, Marcus, uh, you. 9.9. Uh, .9. Yeah, okay. Well, also, that's way too high as well. <laughs> I was about okay. to say, I'm like... <laughs> Wait, what was American Beauty again? Uh, that was a 10. <laughs> so this is 0. 0.1, 0.1 less than American Beauty. Yeah. This is, a, this is not a good movie. This is a bit of a dumpster fire. That's my... I don't really have much else to say. <laughs> I said before we recorded, I look at my notes, guys, and I have, I have not one note. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't, I, I wasn't sure who I was meant to be rooting for, apart mm. from... Tom in the shower. Um, because Go, Tom, on, Tom, Tom in the shower? 
<laughs> Wait. <laughs> he has got every you... copy he's digitally inserted. <laughs> I'm on the DVD commentary just for that one bit of the movie. He's kind of George Lucas and he's put himself in. Oh, it's right here. You get maximum titty just in this frame. Sorry, What a sad little life you've had. I didn't know if I was meant to be rooting for the space Nazis or the bugs. And I was sort of rooting for neither because how can you? Well, is it meant to be a play on like fascism and um, I guess is the military bad, is the military good, like how it indoctrinates young people? Like I'm guessing you guys will have an answer for this, but is that whose side is it on? Who's, what, yeah, like Chris is saying, who do we care about in this Look, movie? And I'm from Buenos Aires and I say kill them all. Okay, that's what, that's what side I'm on. Pipe right? down, Chachi. Okay, sorry, buddy. You also go. I didn't mean to no, that's all you. I want. No, I want you to give me a real answer because <laughs> I didn't like the humans, and I obviously didn't really like the bugs either. Did you think that the bugs were smart? The brain one. Brain was. bugs. Frankly, <laughs> I find the idea of a bug that thinks offensive. Sorry, that's just going to keep happening the rest oh. of the pod. It's a very fun <laughs> quotable movie. I can play up. the outro at any point. At any <laughs> yeah. point. Okay. I can just wrap this up. I apologize. So just keep it. I'll try and down. keep it a little bit restrained. <laughs> But not for much longer. I, I'm going to take a back seat on this one because I think Tom will have a lot to say and I think we're going to have a lot to say about the same stuff. Um, what I do want to say is that this film for me is the exception to my rule. Whereas I am very self-aware, I understand that at, on surface level it's it's pretty terrible, right? Yes. And I don't care. It's a fucking good time okay. and I enjoy Also it. language. Terrible CGI. The two leads are woeful. Oh, woeful. 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 You can't even but intentionally woeful. No. Yep. I don't think Denise Richards is going, I'm trying my best to be bad. Oh, no, 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 no. Sorry, sorry. When they were cast, it was an intentional decision to have two actors who can't act. That's hurtful. (laughs) Uh, They (laughs) had no idea. They're still not in on the joke. (laughs) They've taken it seriously from start to finish. I would... I would argue Denise Richards is in on the joke of her life just because as someone, I might have mentioned this on my, I'm sorry if this is the first time, but I've been rewatching 30 Rock recently and there's an <laughs> what episode. Uh, it's a show about 30 Rockefeller Plaza that's like a behind the scenes look at a character called Liz Lemon who wants to have it all. You know, she's played by Shouldn't Tina Fey. Shouldn't, shouldn't have asked. asked. Shouldn't have asked. And there's an episode where they're dealing with a real life controversy, a controversy of... Uh, Sean Connery, maybe you <laughs> understand, apparently. <laughs> genre. <laughs> genre. A reunion a re- for uh, Red October. Yes, indeed. Mm. The hunt begins, continues. Um, but he wasn't actually on, he didn't show up, did he? Sean Connery. What do you mean? Yeah, in, in 30 Brain Rock. To, on 30 Rock. <laughs> He's not in the episodes. He's not in 30 Rock. He's I'm mentioned by name. <laughs> is he? I don't know. What are you talking about? What is happening? <laughs> I continue the point. want to keep talking about We'll cut, we'll cut that. We'll Frank's cut miming. That. We'll cut that. We'll cut that. <laughs> it's my favorite. And then one. when we draw attention to it, we <laughs> can't cut it. Yeah, we can't. Because <laughs> I keep referencing the fact that we should have cut it. We should have right, definitely so cut that. In 30 Rock. I shouldn't have asked. Tracy, Let's go back to that. <laughs> shouldn't have asked. Tracy Morgan has a real life controversy where he said some very homophobic, gross things in between productions of seasons of the show. Do you remember this? Yes. And then in the show, they pretend 
in real, this is a total tangent, but I can't help but talk about it. In real life, he said some really nasty stuff, like if my son was gay, I'd stab him and all this sort of stuff. And then they changed it to the in-world show version where they're like, Tracy, you can't say that offensive stuff about gay people. And then it cuts to a shot of Tracy doing stand-up going, being gay is stupid. If I was gay, I would just look at my own wiener all the time. That would be fun. And that's like the thing that people find offensive that he oh. said about gay people. So they've had to like tone it way down because you can't <laughs> say the real thing in no. the show. Anyway, he then protests that he's being prejudiced against or being oppressed because he's an idiot and he gets a cohort of idiots to protest and Denise Richards cameos as herself Great. and comes to the front and goes, that's right, I'm an idiot. What did you expect? And then they reference the fact that she played Dr. Christmas Jones in James Bond. <laughs> the world right, is not enough. Right. Great name, great character, no notes. What movie are we talking about? Uh, Christmas only comes once a time a year. No, that was wrong. That was, <laughs> that was Christmas James only. Bond. Wait, 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 let me try again. Second turn, you ready? Yeah. Christmas only comes once, twice a year. Once a time a year. <laughs> that was once, Christmas twice, three only times a On come set, a year. Pierce Brosnan's going like, I need a way I can seduce this woman. And Sean Corey walks out and goes, why don't you tell her that Christmas only comes once, twice a year? <laughs> then, that, that's, is there a joke here with 12 days of Christmas? 12 days of Twelve, Christmas. Wait, anyway. I thought the so line Denise, was, I thought Christmas only came once a year. It yes, is. Yeah, is that, is that sounds almost as similar, good as mine. Similar to Denise Richards, <laughs> similar to Denise Marcus is also an idiot. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. Someone had to say it. Not self-aware. There's also that line in the movie where there's that woman who he's had an affair with and he's threatening with a gun, Pierce Brosnan, and she goes, you, you wouldn't shoot me. No, we're talking about this. She goes, you wouldn't shoot me. You'd miss me. And then he shoots her and he goes, I never miss. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Great line. Uh, Starship Troopers. That's right. We're talking about Starship Troopers. <laughs> so this came out in 1997 it and did. I saw it for the first time in 2023. And I wish I had waited longer. He was far off mic. Frank oh. was trolling Marcus saying, no, I grew up with this movie. It defined me. And I'm like, I don't think that's true. <laughs> Absolutely. So Marcus really is shocked at this new, me for six. not new revelation. Well, I'm a dumb piece of shit we've established. Well, so. sure, totally. It's we the same no, no, it's okay. that. I'll say it's language. No, it's fine. You've seen the subtitle of the pod on Spotify, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. I can't read. So. <laughs> I don't know. Go on, continue. 97. Oh, I didn't have anything. Verhoeven. Uh, oh, Paul Verhoeven. Budget? Yep. Budget $100 million. And made, mm-hmm. I believe, $7.50 maybe um, at yeah, the box no, office? $8.50. $8.50. $8.50. It made, very, it made like 110 or 115 but not. it was a very bad return. Uh, it was a movie that came out the same year as our beloved Titanic. Our mm. beloved, all of us. It's mm. canon now. Mm. Uh, we do love that movie. Threw the diamond <laughs> off the ship. Was that a grab that from last? alone <laughs> could have paid for this movie. Um, <laughs> Paul Verhoeven's <laughs> watching Titanic. He's like, that's the budget of my movie. She's sure she takes it to River. River. Before we continue too, for the plebs that uh, I guess are listening to the episode and haven't seen it, synopsis maybe? Um... Yeah, I've got one. Yeah, go. It's quite long, so excuse me if I make mistakes. I'm really good at wet reads. In a not-so-distant future with the Earth governed by the militaristic United Citizen Federation and multitudes of highly evolved Clendathu arachnids threatening the safety of our solar system, high school athlete Johnny Rico and three of his hometown friends join up to do their part. And to ensure humankind's future... An all-out invasion has begun. However, in the far-off exploit... I'm bored. That is a a long synopsis. They put commas and full stops in there to help you, so use them. Now, (laughs) sexy Kendall fights bugs. Like, that should have been it, right? (laughs) It was pretty good. You you did miss an integral part. 
he graduates and he goes to military academy and then he meets his new best friend played inexplicably by Frank Kerr. Like that's a, remarkable that that guy, you guys I remember Ace that. in the movie? I love that. Are you, are you, you about- and me can be buddies? What do you say? Of course you are. Everyone deserves to have a friend like me. <laughs> It's Frank. It's Frank. Frank. That's how I met Frank. There's nothing Jake like Busey. we were in line to get lunch. You pushed in and I told you to go back and get in line like everyone else because I'm a pretty <laughs> tough guy. Yeah. And that's how we became friends. So you're, I'm, I'm Jake Busey. You're Jake Busey. Is he Gary Busey's son? Oh, yes. I don't think so. No relation. Excuse uh, me. He, he, just emerged out of, he just emerged out of the mouth of Luna Park one day and just went uh, <laughs> He is the mouth of Luna Park, <laughs> isn't he? Yeah. He just <laughs> came to life and started working. He's very funny. I'm again. I'm not anything like him. Who needs a knife and a new Okay. All you gotta do is push a button. Put your hand on that wall, Zard. Where's your nuke him, Rico? <laughs> uh, this went pretty much over the heads of critics at the time too. Hey, it, it's really not hard well to think of a more critically acclaimed. And I'm I'm not trying to troll you guys in the room, like. Okay, I want to ask this question before we keep going. Sure. Do you guys think there's some objective quality to this or when you watch it, you're just like, no, this is shit and people should think it's shit? No, I think there is. Okay. I think it's making a – it does make a statement. Okay. It's a big – It's a tricky question, I know. It's a big ego trip then by the director to go give me $100 million, I'm going to take the piss out of everything. Right Pretty funny. fascism. Yeah. U.S. military. It's but for no one else to be in on it. Yeah, That's it's like a you, bit dickish. Yeah. Make the joke gettable, at least. I think because it was just before the advent of the wider, you know, we've talked a little bit about the internet spurring on different sorts of like film criticism and discussion online and because this was 97 and things were still so early, there wasn't a, a bigger space. You know, there's more of an ecosystem online now for people to talk about these sort of things and analyse and engage with them. And while I do actually kind of agree it was like a weird bit of a heist job, I don't think he was as subtle about it. I think that people assumed he was being legit because he was still – he one, he was like the established director of like showgirls at this point. Like Paul, Paul Verhoeven's the guy who makes trashy movies – that people like, oh, he doesn't actually know. He's just a Euro trash weird guy. Like Robocop was a fluke. Well, that's his man and Hollow Man. And- Hollow Man, Robocop. Uh, Robocop comes out. Then, Total Recall. Then he does Total Recall, uh, Basic Instinct, yep. uh, Showgirls. Yep. And Basic Instinct and Showgirls have again kind of been reclaimed in the modern era. But at the time people were like, oh, it's trashy thriller, like, you know, Merchant Ivory, modern like porn basically. But on but on Starship Troopers, isn't that ba- – it's based on a novel, right? It's based Which on- is like really pro-fascism. It is. It's Robert I, uh, A. Heinlein. I believe he wrote it in 1959. Heinrich. And he basically wrote a novel about like the disintegration of US morality and decency due to the fact that we don't have enough discipline and there's no like militaristic values anymore. Enough discipline. And people. <laughs> That's what he just said. <laughs> so I, have, I have a note for you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> don't take, don't I'll interrupt. I'll take, take it off. Mike. Yeah, yeah. Go. Let, me know. Let me know later. Um, I think I know what it is. Yeah, really? Um, but, yeah, he he wrote this book and a lot of people at the time kind of praised its story building and, like, its approach of, like, sci-fi meets politics. 
But at the same time, they were like, so what do you think we should do? Do you think the military should have a bigger role in the world? And he's like, all I'm saying is America's fucked up. And it's like, okay, cool, cool, cool. But I have no follow-up to that. But I have no follow-up. No options. Um, What's his name? Uh, uh, Paul Verhoeven reads the book, gets like 20 pages into it and hates it, thinks it's fascist trash. He says, I quote, one of the few quotes I remember from reading about this is, it depressed and bored me, which on a side note is what some people tell us about our podcast so thank you as well just as a little tie-in that's oh, great i'm just i didn't know your mum was uh listening again oh she is it's it's bumming her out <laughs> she's not enjoying it <laughs> wonder why <laughs> anyway, he read it and he's like how could i take this and how can i turn it on its head and how can i embrace on a visual level and a very, very like surface level, all the fascistic and all the right wing conservative hardline authoritarian stuff in here and make it so clear as much as I can that I'm fucking with the, that like it's, it's a subversion. Yeah, it's but he joke. didn't make it that clear. I think he? he did. They're dressed as Nazis. Like, and I think the thing is like if you put Nazis in your film who are the ostensible, ostensible good guys in the 90s and you show them like, totally in the film committing to what they're doing, like dressed as Gestapo. Yeah. I think there's a degree to which it's like, oh, you don't mean this. Like this is a this is a bit. When you cast a lot of white actors who live in Buenos Aires and have, <laughs> have last names like Rico and Vasquez, I think yeah. it's like, oh, is this a colonial thing? And it's like, yeah, it's yeah. colonial. It's uh, Dutch. This, uh, but this is interesting because you first watched this when you were nine. Blah, if that, didn't get any of it. Thought it was big, boom, boom, space bugs, loved it. But that's that's reflection And the of shower it. scene. Yes, I, I, I don't know if I mentioned <laughs> <laughs> there's a shower scene. You're far too young. Stop mentioning right? it. So there's no chance. You're just going to take it at face value. You're absolutely right? right. But it would be interesting to see how we would have perceived this film having watched it for the first time like these two. Sorry, not Chris. Um, like Frank, yeah. Uh, would we have just been blindsided by everything that's shown to us? And yeah, of course, it's like they're wearing Nazi uniforms, things like that. You would pick up along the way now, but I just I don't know if I would have read into it as much as we possibly have now. I think retro, yeah. yeah hindsight's twenty twenty, definitely. And of course, we've had time. Yes. To process this, I can think of very few other movies in my life that I can't even begin to imagine seeing this with fresh eyes. I am not exact. This is probably my most watched movie we've ever talked about. This is one of those movies that when my dad got a DVD player, when like the year 2000, 2001, you guys might have had this experience, it came with 10 free DVDs and we just watched them fucking over and over and over again. And no, this was one of the free DVDs Normal people had to buy their DVDs. You were just given shit, I Sorry, think. my dad was, I should mention, my dad's a crack baron and he threatened people. <laughs> like, so, but he, so what you're saying is they were giving away Starship Trips. <laughs> yeah. I think we I had, had, it, I, had uh, I should have mentioned, yeah. all ten copies of Starship Trips. <laughs> all <laughs> ten DVDs were. In case one gets a scratch. Oh, that's it. Shit. I don't want to lose my precious shower But, scene, I, just but. Feel, mm, I just feel like, yeah, like it is obvious and I think people now, me knowing that, before I watched it I knew that it was satirical. But it, it just still didn't land. It just didn't feel, I don't know, funny enough or on the nose enough. Like I don't know if funny they take it, is quite what it was going for. The funny, they hope they're unintentionally. Some I see the the humor in it, but for a different reason. It's very dark. The humor, yeah, like one of the darkest moments of that's funny, but I don't understand. I don't know the sort of person who would laugh, except maybe just in disbelief. 
is one of the last moments at the end of the film where um, Neil Patrick Harris puts his hand on the brain bug, goes, <laughs> it's afraid, yeah. and they all cheer and the music swells and you're like, Jesus, it's, that's dark. This is interesting because Chris and I were making comparisons to Team America throughout while yeah. watching it. You mean because the guy, the puppet from Team America is in the movie as 100%. the lead character. 100%. <laughs> but also, you know, the psychic in the Team America team and she's like, "Yes, I'm sensing you're feeling confused. Yeah. He's like... It's afraid. Of course it is. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Like it's, it's gonna be like, You're not psychic. It's hungry. <laughs> wants Cheetos. It feels like a bug. <laughs> it, it, uh, it wants to watch the shower scene again. I don't know. I don't know what that's about. It's a good scene. Um, oh, yeah, okay. there's a lot of that. There are funny visual gags. Every scene where they do a demonstration of like, We've got our top scientists working on these bugs. Oh, Look the, what they've discovered. The and FedNet infomercials. Yes. The best part of the film. Hysterically funny. Those actually make they me are laugh. Very funny. And it's like the shots where they're like testing on the aliens or yeah. the, the arachnids. And then it's the guy who's like, a man was found guilty today and sentenced to death. Guilty. Boosh. And then it cuts to the electric chair or the execution chair. It's got like Looney Tunes, like <laughs> yeah. gadgets on. It's got like a mace and an ad. It's just like, <laughs> watch televised tonight. Like that's fucking hysterical. I love that's that. Great. You know, I think it's. I think it is a funny movie, but I think it is one of the most straightly played satires I've ever seen. I agree, it doesn't tip its hand basically ever. Like it always is just going like, what if this whole movie is a propaganda video, and you have to bring your knowledge to it to see through it instead of it giving you any moment where it tips it to you. Which you know? is something that again, Chris and I love is. Not being spoon fed. It's I think like the least spoon feeding a movie has almost a big budget agreed. movie almost ever. Agreed. No movie has been less like mm. like and and still I still think there are obviously elements of it where it goes ah I see what you did there I see what you did there but it never has. There's one scene that people talk about where which I, I cut in on Frank and and did the the quote of Johnny's before where there's the guy who's interviewing. Johnny Rico and Diz and all that before they go on the big battle to Planet K mm. and he's like asking them what they're going to do and then he goes, I love this movie, and then he goes, um, some say that we should adopt a live and let live attitude towards the bugs, that we should try and practice some more harm and it's like the one line in the movie where an alternate narrative comes in and then, yeah, Johnny just gets in and he's like, fuck you, we're going to kill them all and it's like, oh, yeah. there that goes, right? There's yeah. never a moment where that stuff peeks through and I, uh, I just think it's genius mm. but you're right as a kid it was boobs and bugs and battles it's that interesting was so that well made as a kid that i loved it on that level that it tapped yeah. into 10 year old like lizard brain shit and worked and i got older and was like oh this shit is deep like, let's I not did. skim over the fact that the director yeah tom watched this film at let's you're gonna say nine for argument's sake yeah he watched this sure. film as a nine year old he's seen Bodies, corpses, decapitations, blood. Wait, in gore, real life or what? Yes, and then I watched the movie. Oh, okay, the yeah. film watches, it, it gives you everything, right? The thing that got him though, that he just burst into tears and he was traumatised by is we watched the special features after I watched this with him mm. and the director was just talking about the making of the film and Verhoeven terrified him. Verhoeven is terrifying. And He's I'm scared the bejesus out of you. I am swelling that you remember that. It's really, <laughs> it's actually very sweet, but you are absolutely right. We sat and we watched this at my home and I watched it a thousand times and we're like, oh, let's put special features on. And Verhoeven's like, here's how I made the movie and I put these things on the screen. Now here is some test footage, but if you are squeamish, I recommend you don't look. And I was like, I'm done with this shit. <laughs> like, that's the scariest thing I've ever seen. That man terrifies me. To this day, that actually gives me 
shivers thinking about it. He is upsetting as a human being. It's illogical. I just want to put that oh, in there. Marcus illogical. put the scene on where we were, after we finished oh, watching yeah. it just to go, ha-ha, Tom crying. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible. And it's like he had that test footage of just the one soldier running from the Arachnid. Like they put mm. a lot of effort. Oh, I have to go, even though you and I are on the same page here with how much we basically love this, mm. I think the CGI holds up. I think this shit looks I good. I wish there was a lot more variation in the bugs. Yeah. In, in the same respect that a video game gives you sort of like three or four character models of a particular type of alien or whatever, mm-hmm. this film didn't really branch out much. You have like the ones that fly, you have the brain bug, you have the standard arachnid or whatever they are. What are they called? Uh, they're just called the arachnids, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I just think they, they, the Clendathu Clen, is like yeah. the name of the whole, is that the name of the planet or the whole race? I can't rush no, that's it, no. that. Planet. From Clendathu, yeah. <laughs> Frank is so disengaged right now because he hates his film. I think he's lowering his score in his head as we, we speak. We have, I've been trying to read the trivia online to see if there's anything I can go, oh, that's actually kind of interesting. A question though for you, Tom. Yeah, please, yes, please, please, Chris. You're saying this is, you know, taking the piss out of fascism, mm-hmm. but we have Paul Verhoeven. You said he's Dutch. Yeah. Director. He is. From the Netherlands? Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, yep. he's clearly also then... Taking the piss out of America. Yeah. Yes, very much so. Right. So he's, but he's having it two ways. Well, he's I think he's seeing the tendencies towards fascism ah, that America was we, was heading towards in yeah. sort of like, and so a huge thing that people reflect on is this was such a weird time in America where, even though because of the stratification of wealth and like discrimination and all that shit that there was a general age of, like, prosperity going on in the 90s, right? And there was a tendency in America to think, like, things are on the up and up. It can only get better from here, right? And so when people saw something that was going, you fucking guys suck, I'd be like this, they were all like, I don't get it. <laughs> like, I, just, <laughs> I, I cannot connect what this is saying about us. I don't get it. I don't understand it. And then they went and saw Titanic, a movie I really love. But, like, they were like, that's it. That's what I want. I want the grandeur and the – which, again, is a movie that's critical of, like, capitalism and industry but still has, like, a beautiful love story and is better acted and stuff. Uh, Also, this was the year – There is a beautiful love story in this. I I agree. agree. Look, I think this is a better movie than Titanic. So we can agree (laughs) on that. Um, Air Force One came out this year as well, you know. So this was still sort of an era of celebrating – celebrating a lot of the shit that this movie was kind of starting to look at and denigrate and and go mm. go against. Mm. I guess the last thing I want to say real quick because, I don't know, I've spoken a little bit, is... <laughs> yeah, we, I think we're almost at the end, which is good. <laughs> is that this movie uh, was very much of a piece with Paul Verhoeven being a very weird, like, outsider genre filmmaker who came to America and was like... Genre. Genre and made homages. Uh, he actually he was an executive producer on the first season of Ted Lasso, and he <laughs> uh, he made these films that were hypercritical of the way that America functioned in a way that he was like years later. I thought I was being too over the top, but they didn't get it, you know. And so like RoboCop, people went and saw him was just like, "Fuck yeah, shoot him up! Like kill a robot cop. That's great." And he's like. That's not what I was. No, that's <laughs> your, the same your, thing. Your police force is overrunning your capital industries and yeah. it's becoming a problem. And like Total Gosh. Recall, the idea of like you guys are going to colonise space and then Basic Instinct and Showgirls being like sex has become like currency to you people. Mm. And then he makes this and every single one of them people don't get. I'm not going to lie, I haven't seen Hollow Man so I couldn't tell you about it. Oh, but like, Great film. Is it yep. Kevin Bacon? Yep. 
Yeah, the visual effects are meant to be great, fantastic, like kind of revolutionary. Mm. Like, like they they're pretty... quite scary. Yeah. Actually. Okay. I I want to check it out, but I mm. think this is pretty cool. Um, Frank, you dislike it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if anyone noticed, but I have been sitting here silently. I I just I don't know. I I literally have nothing to to contribute right now, and I'm sorry, but I didn't like it. I don't care for the satirical nature. I don't care for what he's trying to say. I don't think it lands. So I was like, well, I'm disengaged, and I'm not enjoying the sentiment, and the performance is bad, and. The story is not compelling. Is this another Sorry. thing where you didn't buy in from the start and therefore... No, I really tried to. Okay. And like had it, had it, the first 20 minutes I was like, yeah, maybe. Like I like the world building. I like the the dialogue to some degree. That was my next question. You've given it a 3.3? Just a 3. A 3, a flat 3. What? Why was it a 3? I think the special effects are good. Okay. And some of the lines, as Thomas screamed at us already, are fairly memorable. Oh, we've got more. Okay. <laughs> well, good, because I mean, would you like to know more? We've got a lot of time, <laughs> got a lot of time to fill. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I just, you know, it's hard for me to to even listen to this and be like, yeah, it's a good point. So I'm so disengaged and I apologise, but, uh, I'll, but just turn, I'll just turn my mic off. It's your birthday. birthday. You have to apologize. You're allowed to do what you want on your birthday. Yeah, I'm glad yeah. we're doing this movie on my birthday. <laughs> Real treat for me. <laughs> so the action, like the dialogue, even if you bought into it as like just an outlandish comedy. Not funny. Oh. <laughs> the action's fine. So, the action's okay. Yeah, okay. It's also a bit, it, like you said, with because of the special effects are quite limited, you get one variation of arachnid it, multiplied by a million, climbing over the walls and attacking. Yeah. It looks like just a sea of brown, mm. nothing. And so you go, oh, well, I hope they don't get eaten by the brown sludge, mm. you know, you sort of, you don't care about any of the characters so you don't really invest in anything. I don't know. It's like that Bob Ross meme. Have you guys seen like when he's, Bob Ross is the painter, right? Yeah. 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 And he does like the, oh, we've got a little azalea tree there. What we're going to do is add another one there. Give it a little friend. Now we're going to do that a few more times. But then it's like <laughs> a meme where it's the Urukai from Lord of the Rings. And he's like, now we're going to put a little Urukai there. Give him a friend. Now we're going to do that 10,000 more times. Just put them all there on the battlefield. It's like there are so many, so many arachnids. Do you remember there. the Anubis warriors from The Mummy Returns? Exactly yeah. the same problem. Exactly yeah. that. But I think this was better. I think The Mummy Returns is infamously a film exceeding, like it's the special effects team going, fuck, we nailed it with The Mummy, mm. with Imhotep. What can't we do? And it turns out that. That's what you can't do. Like well, you cannot yeah. make you can't, you can't the do rock crowds. a convincing scorpion. Well, that's also you bad. Cannot do Anubis. It's Anubis the crowds. Jackals. Yeah, the crowds on mass. You Anubis. can't do things. You, they, they don't have the computing power to do a thousand individual faces and yeah. models and movements. So it all becomes the same. But mm. I still find what they did with this fairly convincing. It's not bad for '97. I it's think pretty the good. Sound editing is fantastic. I mm. think the okay. No, yeah, like, <laughs> like, but, like, but also like, who cares? With, so. the, <laughs> with the ships, with the human ships, I couldn't tell if they were models. Oh, they were little toys. They're little toys in space. Or, or the the CG was done so badly that it looked like models. So I a lot, a lot of them are eighteen foot models, like especially the Roger yeah. Young, which is the ship that um, uh, Denise Richards and Patrick Muldoon are in, and mm. those are actual. Uh, like models, and then they would sort of like do map paintings and stuff to insert it into some sort of like space environment. It's like uh, a school kids version of Star Wars. 
Like, sure. same, I, same tech, but just no news. <laughs> I think it says a lot about who I am as a person and yes. I think I could save myself a lot of therapy oh. if I just explained to people when I first met them, Starship Troopers is my Star Wars. Like, oh. I, know, I'm, I know how that sounds exactly and I'm a... I can hear murder in Christmas yeah. eyes. There's pitchforks in the distance. Yeah. I can hear them glistening. You should leave. You should Single leave. Single tear. Um, it is. It's true. This is the movie that I watched and went, yes. This Have is what you I- seen two and three? Uh, of Star Wars? Yeah, fair. No, no, no. No, no, no. no. <laughs> Such a uh, I haven't. But okay. I... Why? You- because I don't care about a movie that's a sequel to that Paul Verhoeven's not part of because I think Paul Verhoeven is instrumental. The same reason I'm not going to watch Robocop 2 or 3 or like mm. Basic Instinct but Casper 2. Van- Actually, I've, I've seen Basic Instinct 2, but like <laughs> that was for another reason. There's a shower scene in that as well. Go on. My God. It's, it's ironic though because you barely shower real life. So. <laughs> yeah. nice There's little, a weird aversion there. Yeah. Again, I could save my therapist a lot of money. Just but that's it. His episode. obsession is not with the naked people. It's the shower itself. It's the shower. <laughs> it's the cleanliness that needs to be I watch, I watch Psycho <laughs> and I'm like, this is pretty hot, right? Yeah. <laughs> Are people into this? Um, Casper Van Diem is in number three but not number two. Okay, so wouldn't you watch number three? Because he's great. Number two is a vastly different film. Number three. Have you goes seen all three? The formula. I know you've you've told me this. Mm. Is mm. Are either of them? I mean, give me just off the top your scores for two and three. Oh, they're different films. But like, come on, would either of them get a seven or an eight, or would they no. both? Be? Okay, no, so no. yeah, I mean, so I, it's just like a... <laughs> <laughs> that was nice. I mean, that's, oh, oh I've got nothing gosh. else to do here. Hey, I've got a hot take. Yes, when uh, Carmen uh, Denise Richards. Yes takes over piloting the ship. Everyone else is asleep on the ship and she's doing like the night shift. You know the scene I'm talking about? I do. He shows up with what looks like Diet Coke. Diet you know, Coke glass. In a- and she's like, you read my mind. And I'm like, what is that? <laughs> like, as a kid, I was like, that's space, not coffee. It's space coffee. Space coffee. <laughs> um, hot take. You know when all of a sudden this meteor, this asteroid comes out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. Out of literally nowhere. Mm. And they have to like... Evasive uh, maneuvers. Evasive maneuvers, and they they clip it. Yeah, right. The oh, ship yeah. clips it. They are the reason that this thing changed its trajectory and hit Earth. and hit Buenos Aires of all places. It's kind of a great take because they caused this, and there's literally no evidence. It's one of my favorite things about it as as a propaganda movie again that never shows its hand. You have to draw the dots there is yeah. they're just like the bugs sent a rock and hit us and it's like how would they do that no. wasn't that just a random meteor shut yeah. up it was the bugs yeah because like, the, the brain okay. bug the brain bug is so smart it can do that it can set that's, a and that's what the propaganda machine would be saying yes no doubt there'd be something there but yeah you're, you're right and like uh, yeah it's I think there's some degree to which this whole movie is Denise Richards fault <laughs> if we look down at that because she breaks up with Johnny yeah which Lights the fire inside him <laughs> that leads to the entire second and third act. I, I, Patrick Muldoon is probably more to blame because he brings the coffee. It's weird how much they don't visibly hook up in the movie, but there is mm. Patrick Muldoon and Denise Richards. That's that's oh, it's that's weird for you. There Tom, is a, like no, you but wish. it's kind of like this movie is doing that stuff. It's showing like Casper Van Dien and Dina Meyer, like yeah. Diz and and Johnny hooking up. It's showing these different oh, things happening. But the there is a crush too. Uh, Dina Meyer. Oh my gosh, she's pretty gorgeous in this. I think my it's. Gosh. I think of the core cast. If you're gonna go with acting as well. It's her, right? Mm. Because mm. people tend to go Neil Patrick Harris. Yes, he's great. No, no he's, he's not, not good. He's, he's, not, he's not good in this. Sorry, I think he's good in this. But he's, he's not, not good in, in this. this. I disagree. I think he got better. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I like how better, when you see the him the second time, it's like he hasn't slept in 10 years. Yeah. Like he yeah. looks. I've seen some shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he, they're like. God, why are you so mean now, Carl? He's like, shut up! I'm a Nazi! <laughs> and it's like, oh, I that's... can't stop reading your thoughts. Yeah, that's right. Uh, no, my... I'm, well, I'm going to do it. MVP. Oh, fucking Christ. <laughs> you got it ready, Frank? <laughs> no. So if I'm going to talk about anyone in this film as my MVP... M- 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 MVP. <laughs> you were so ready with that. Uh, <laughs> it's Michael goddamn Ironside. Yeah, Michael Ironside's amazing. Is incredible. What's his middle name? Michael Goddamn, Goddamn Ironside. G O D A H M. Yeah. Again, Marcus is an idiot. Goddamn. 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 Ah, Goddamn. Ah, he's great. He's fantastic in yeah. this. He's weirdly often cast as military types, yeah, industry he, types. I wouldn't say weirdly. weirdly. No, he suits that perfectly. The extra part is amputees. He is frequently in movies as an amputee, and I'm not quite sure why. But it's like it's just it's a character a, choice every time. Yeah, but it's this. It's the Machinist. It's um, a, a Disney movie he was in when I was younger that I'm forgetting the name of right now. And well, I was he's like, in Total Recall and Top Gun. Yes, Total Recall. Uh, did you say Top Gun? Yeah, I didn't know he was in Top Gun. Yeah, he's Jester. Oh, my bad. Of course. Mm. So the uh, amputee. <laughs> Disney movie. MVP. I'm waiting to hear what Disney Wiz- film he's an amputee in. Can't remember. <laughs> oh my gosh. The Wizards of Ways of Lee. God. And here's, here's, here's the Camp, Camp Rock 2. Here's the thing. Lilo and Stitch. He had the stitches. <laughs> hey! He has uh, he 283 great. credits, so I'm not even going to bother. He's, he's a Hard pretty worker. remarkable yeah. industrious guy, and he does interviews and he sounds terrifying, but like a lot of fun. Like, uh, yeah. He sounds like a farmer. <laughs> Clancy Brown? No, 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 Clancy, no, no. Don't, 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 don't let him out of this, Frank. <laughs> cl- clarify that. Well, oh, hang us. on. Huh? We've established that Frank doesn't know farmers. <laughs> that's exactly. What oh, I'm that's the joke. That's the joke. It's months old now, but I don't <laughs> even it's we, my ber- we it's forgot my birthday. It. If you're never met a farmer list. in his life, as you know, I spend months and months editing your shit out of these podcasts. <laughs> So I know every uh, Tom, word. Tom, we're going to cut We're going to cut We're going to cut that. Sorry. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. It makes you look bad. I Chris, apologize. Yes, my, you love Clancy Brown. Uh, I, I do. Um, love him in Shawshank. And uh, he popped up in this and I went, hell yeah. And then Great. at the end, he saves the day apparently. Yeah, that's uh, an odd choice. Screen. <laughs> yeah. That's an odd choice. Sim caught the bug. You just picture him turning a corner and seeing it by himself and be like, oh, come here. <laughs> like just wrapping his arms around it. Like what did he do? All me, guys. All, All me. me. He had his trusty knife. <laughs> the bug cannot move if you disable its little... On the topic of the bug, yeah. Marcus has a little... Plot hole, I think. Oh shit! What was this? Oh. Did we talk about it at the time? Yes. <laughs> Give me a hint. Think, uh, Give Jurassic me a hint. Park Two. Oh yes. They're... Okay, wait. So stay with me. The Lost World, Jurassic Park. Just do, really do quickly. We it? Jurassic Park. Not three. I'm not sure that three I don't. minus one. Jurassic I'm... Park three minus one. I still don't know what you're saying. But go on. <laughs> like, if, you, if you insist this exists, I'll go. <laughs> All right. Uh, at the end of the Lost World Jurassic Park, the cargo freighter rolls into the city with the supposed T-Rex locked up in the container, right? Okay. Uh, to do this sort Which of- is a massive plot hole in itself, that it? Of course yeah. it is. It's Sorry. absurd. And the boat 
shows up, if we all recall, and steamrolls onto land and just doesn't stop. Everyone has to get the fuck out of the way. And when they get on the boat to investigate, the T-Rex is still in the cargo hold, which you find out shortly. But all of a sudden all the crew is missing and there's a, a hand hanging from the wheel in the actual, it's not a cockpit, what do you call it on a boat? Bridge. The bridge, oh, thank you. Uh, there's no way a T-Rex could have done this. Are you with me? Yes. Kind of, but yeah. Yeah, because okay. the, well, the, the bridge is more like how did, he's in the cargo hold yeah. still. But oh, how did he get up and okay. okay. Yeah. It's not going to fit. Also, it got, one. somehow got out of the cargo hold, killed everyone on board, went back in, locked himself in Johnny, and left and the I think they're whistling when they show <laughs> yeah, up. Like, yeah. <laughs> I do have an answer for you. Yeah, go on. There was a Velociraptor on board and then he jumped off and swam away. Nice. I like that actually. There that, you go. Yeah, sure. He's just, friend. just, just, that that away. just a friend helping Guy, out. I'm going to get in trouble for this. They're going to blame me. <laughs> I'll get to my point because it's not probably even worth <laughs> no, it. No, I'm interested. In the, there's a, uh, uh, on Klandathu, there is a, a military checkpoint and they go in to investigate Rico's roughnecks and the crew. Yeah. And, uh, they find that one guy leaning over his computer. No, this is still, when, I'm, I know this is so unnecessary. Don't interrupt. They're still Ratchak's roughnecks at this point. Because Ratchak, Ratchak, fuck me. It wasn't oh, worth they, it. Oh, sorry. Ratchak sorry, sorry. is still alive at this point. 100%. You are correct. That's okay. Uh, <laughs> they're, they're the, the real roughnecks at this that point. That was clarified. Anyway, he's leaning over his computer and this guy's had his brain sucked out by the brain bug. Yeah. Explain. How, how did the brain bug get in there? How? The brain bug is enormous. Isn't, there, isn't the, the hole that they find, you don't think that would accommodate the brain bug and it would come out and then suck its... Was that... Was that right next to where this guy was sitting? No, it's like in the other room where they found the freezer, isn't it? Like where they've got old mate in there who's like... There's a size issue here. There is, but it, it looks like <laughs> a pretty malleable, squishy <laughs> little fella who looks like he could like malleable. wriggle his way. Yeah, is absolutely. Like a, you know how rats can fit through tiny holes? Always. You, no, tell and, me more. And tell cats me more about that. that. We've seen Ratatouille. Go on. Yes. So <laughs> a cat can fit through it. Like that's why the whiskers exist. It's like that they can measure things before they jump into a tube. So rats, cats, brain bugs, <laughs> all the same, <laughs> all in the same boat. But, but in, you're in supporting Mar- my point. In Marcus's defense, in Marcus's defense, brain bugs don't have whiskers, so I don't know how they measure. It has all those eyes. Uh, it does, how it do you measure a year? In daylight, seasons of love. <laughs> in brain bugs, in arachnids, <laughs> in brain bugs. I wish you were singing it. I wish you were singing it. Yeah, I'm sorry. Cubs out, Calvin. You said before that Dina Meyer, uh, Adina Menzel, Dina Menzel carried this. Rent. Yeah, um, but let's not I forget don't, I don't her. Think she carried it. I think she's the better actor out of Denise Richards and Casper Van. Let's Lee. not forget her dying breath. <laughs> Dina, at least I got to have you. Tell you what, scene, <laughs> and we all have to live with this now, this knowledge, this moment that I'm going to impart on us. When she and Johnny Rico are hooking up and he says, we finally got to t- together, Diz, and she goes, I love you, Johnny. I cried. I'm not kidding. Oh. Like a single tear <laughs> ran down my chair and I was like, this movie only works. I'm the only person in the no. world who this movie works for on this level. <laughs> I'm aware that <laughs> no, I'm, I agree. I'm wrong. Yeah, but did I, you I cry? Did you, no, I didn't. I, didn't I found cry. that so. I haven't seen this movie for all that we watched it as kids. I do not think I've seen this movie in like six or seven years, and it is remarkable watching it as an older man and going like, oh, I just feel that 
so much more than is necessary for the soap opera acting, the melodrama, so much of the hokey shit that surrounds those characters. Becoming so unlikable as well. Can, uh, Denise so Richards, of course you're Denise Richards kind of sucks. She's an amazing pilot and I like that she gets she? that. Because yeah. I think she started she a war. Almost, yeah, she almost, yeah, <laughs> she crashed into an asteroid. <laughs> <laughs> that apparently I, came I, out of nowhere. I will say in your defence for Dina Meyer, um, <laughs> the one scene that I liked was her dying when she gets stabbed through the lungs. Is that right? Yeah. It's pretty intense. And There's a lot like, of blood. I can't tell where she got stabbed. But. Yeah, God. But like the, the performance there where she dies is, is really, um, it's graphic. And I was like, yeah, nice. She, uh, I think she's actually dying there. That's good acting. Yes. I think oh, and my criticism was actually Literally was just him saying how much it sucked. But like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The line is bad. Oh, sure. But I think the performance. I think her, I mean, yeah, okay. like kind of going from you it's okay. You can't polish a turd with a script like that. It definitely is better but, than when the guy gets his arm broken. He says, I, I think my arm is broken. broken sir, the yeah. bone is popping out of the skin. Wait, wait, it's like, it's, mm, yeah. It might be. <laughs> it obviously is. <laughs> can we talk about the scene in training, and you guys can clarify this, where oh, Johnny Rico is training to be the leader of the squadron? Squad yep. leader, yeah. Yeah, yeah. squad leader, squadron leader. That's squad leader to you. <laughs> yeah. Salute. So yes, Thank you. So yes, I was like, what the Rico's roughnecks. But then do you think this movie would have worked better for you guys if they Nazi saluted? Do you think that's what was missing? Them just giving a little seek high. Never, uh, that's never what's did missing. Not Please, see that coming. Uh, that was the tagline for the movie. Go on, Frank. Can we also just note that Mar- uh, Thomas just did a Nazi salute? We'll cut that. No, we'll cut that. that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> allegedly, <laughs> allegedly. Oh. <laughs> My arm. I don't think it's broken, sir. He painted you on top of the head too. Yeah, natural. <laughs> no, Go the on. scene where Johnny Rico is trying to be a squad leader, and then. The girl in the squad shoots the guy and he dies. Yes. Yeah. Out of nowhere. Horrifying scene. Yeah, also yeah, really how did he die? Yeah. I mean, what happened? Just he a got, flesh wound. Do you right? know when, when Rika goes, are you okay? <laughs> After Gary, Gary. <laughs> he, he literally just the scene before said, I promise I will never die. Liar. Now go on. What's your actual question? No, just uh, that was a shocking scene because it did come out of nowhere. It and I was, was like, oh, maybe this is going to be. freeze frame on his skull as it explodes, <laughs> it's. Very mannequin-like. Deep. Well, yes. But, but it's great. It's 97. The practical effect versus like digital effect combination <laughs> in this film I think is fantastic. I think I always, that- I always prefer a practical head exploding. I do too. Always. I think that's fantastic. <laughs> it's my, I think, okay. I've said, that, I've said that time and time again. Enough yeah. about your downtime. <laughs> <laughs> Bow wow. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not gonna we got invites to Frank's birthday party recently and he just mentioned the thing. And, guys, just bear in mind, I always prefer a practical head explosion. Yeah. All right, see you there. RSVP. You know pin the tail on the donkey. We're not doing that today. <laughs> Let's try something new. Blindfolds on, guys. <laughs> no. And then it just beat the shit out of Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> um, to, yeah, pay you back for this fucking episode. Uh, this is a wonderful no, episode of a great movie. Um, I want <laughs> to I want to is... talk a little bit more uh, to Chris about a few things. Okay, we'll see you. <laughs> I love the theory. Okay. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of Friends, the greatest sitcom of all time. I was going to say, we're all here. It's a good show. <laughs> oh, if I was talking about this room, I would have said pals. Of course. <laughs> In the show, the redheaded lady from the film. Uh, yes, Dina Meyer. Diz. She plays one of Joey's love interests. She does. And she plays an actress. And she leaves essentially halfway through the run of a performance with Joey. Um, and she goes off to LA, you know, because she's getting, you know, acting work over there. There's this, in my head, this is just, it 
built some sort of weird meta commentary that <laughs> she went out there and she was in Starship Troopers and then never did anything else ever again. You know, she had to she, get her breasts out on film and all this. Yeah. And I'm going to do it. I'm going to be an actress. But it turns out the director was taking the piss the whole time. <laughs> and like, oh, that's so sad. Can you pull up Dana Mipe? She had a, quite a good career. She's in, she's, she's she's been in wor- Saw. She's in the Saw sequels. She's in like Saw 3, 4, 5, something. No, Frank, don't she, worry. I've got this, buddy. No, no. <laughs> she's, she's, yeah. Okay, sorry, Frank. What I meant was go fuck yourself. Tom, tell me. Um, she's in those movies and um, she was in Johnny Mnemonic before this, which was like ah, that okay. Keanu Reeves movie where he's like you kind of You finally like said it right. Mnemonic? <laughs> We ask you every day, Reeves. finally. Reeves. Reeves. I said Keanu oh, Reeves. Oh, yeah, Raves. Raves. Um, but <laughs> I don't know the rest of her filmography, so if, if anyone could help out. That would Is be she fun. on NCIS or we something can. like that? We can. That does sound like something she would have done, like a <laughs> yeah. spin-off of that thing. But, like, yeah, she two is in, yeah, that, that arc with Joey where it's like they have chemistry and then they sleep together, right, but then she's sleeping with the director of the play. Yep. That's what happens, right? And so he thinks it means more than it does, Joey, and she's like... It's like an acting exercise for yeah. her. Yeah, but I think it's also they have the night together where they just walk around and talk. Yeah. And he finds out about her life and Joey's like, what the hell is this? And Monica's like, you had the night, you know, where you the sort night. of... They did the forest and Jenny. Perfect yeah. segue. Yeah. If you were a Friends character... <laughs> nope. So <laughs> Dina Meyer, for everyone, has been working consistently it's like... And like still, yeah, she's had a wonderful career. Yeah, she I mean, nothing of massive note, but she's been working. Thank you, Frank. She pays the bills by acting, absolutely. which is more than any of us can say. I, I think that's absolutely true, and I think that like you think that's true. I think it How is. How many bills have you paid with acting? Uh, I was on Four <laughs> Corners once, and oh, I God. got a free cap. And acting a- interested to his students, <laughs> maybe he's been acting the fool for twenty years. <laughs> maybe cut that. <laughs> We'll cut that. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, they don't, they don't listen to this, do they? Yes. Oh. Do they? No. Good for them. Shout out to Johnny and no. Tina. They're all they're all named after ca- I named them and they're named after characters from Starship Troopers. <laughs> there's Johnny, Troopers. there's uh, Denise oh, Richards, and there's Bug Brain. Have yeah, you, did you name any, and who did you name Shower? Shower? Because oh, that's not appropriate. Can we talk about the shower scene? I just want to say quickly, Thomas mentioned after we finished that he did have something to say about the shower scene. I know he's mentioned it 45 times, but Thomas, uh, what did you want to say? Okay, so the funny thing is a lot of the actors in it were uncomfortable about being naked for the shoot, and so uh, Paul Verhoeven was like, I would get naked, and so the DP and he filmed it with them naked in the room and so that whole scene everyone who's in the vicinity of that shot is butt ass naked which so I he, just think he rocked out with his cock out yeah he, he rocked out with his cock out <laughs> <laughs> wonderful I'm glad we stopped that episode just for that little tidbit alright back was, to it it was not running long enough as it is. Back to, I said back okay, to it back to it, back right, to it. who knows where we're going to pick this up from for this last bit but uh, I find it very interesting that you need a license to procreate there's, in the future. That's, that's one crazy. of the most exposition-heavy scenes in the movie, yeah. and I do love that, that they go like, why did you join the army? And every reason makes you go, oh, mm. this world's fucked. It's like- I want a family. I want to have babies, and it's easier to get a license if you've served. Yeah. So, huh. And it's like, what? to that what did she just I, say I, I genuinely i find that very it's interesting. a crazy mm. interesting detail it's i want to get into politics so you know yeah. it's uh well i was gonna go to harvard the one relatable one is i got into harvard but my dad wouldn't pay for it so the military's gonna pay for it it's like that's relatable like mm. that's a thing that still happens but almost every other bit and of course like the whole 
the scene that opens the film after the like in media res like battle at the opening, which is horrifying, and then it cuts to one year earlier mm. and it's mm. Rico and all of that in class and Michael Ironside's going like, what is the difference, if any, between a citizen and a civilian? And, you know, Rico's like, a citizen is willing to put his life on the line for the body politic and defend the world. A civilian is not, you know. And Michael Ironside is kind of telling them that this is the way the world works, but it's also kind of bullshit. He's kind of like your poetry or English teacher telling you the beauty of these things and yet saying, but you need to get a real job. Go actually do something else. Yeah, and all Johnny Rico hears is, I'm going to go to the military, man. It's like he takes Star the Wars message. meets Dead Poet Society. Yes, that scene is Dead Poet Society. <laughs> You're 100% right. Oh, father, my father. Yes, that's a, that's a good take. Oh, right. father, my father. <laughs> Captain. <laughs> yeah. Captain. Captain father to you. <laughs> oh, of course. But yeah. <laughs> Was it Darth Vader reference to anyone? anyone? Oh, uh, Sorry. If they That's a long walk, Frank. No, I mean, how is that a long walk? I, I feel bad I didn't get it. I think that's a yeah, long Oh, walk. Jedi, my it. Jedi. Would that have been I more simple it. for you, you yeah, dumbass? I'm at the end of my road. If they remade this film, I think there's an interesting film in it. Ryan Gosling. In that, yes. yeah, yeah. In that Johnny becomes poster boy, becomes tool of the propaganda. And so you constantly have a film crew following him through squad training and then deployment yeah. and all his life is posted online to promote the military and serving. That would be interesting. I think I'd find that a far more interesting film but just being a 90-minute piss take at people's expense, I couldn't get on board. I get that. Two hours and five. It's a long movie. It's not a short one. For but a, I blacked out after that. Yeah. <laughs> For a, it's vigorous. The butter. <laughs> what was your score, Chris? Four. Yeah, yeah. So, and having watched this with you, you were engaged the whole time. It's not like you were I was, at the ceiling. I, I was having a good time watching it with you because yeah. I could tell how much you were enjoying it. I'm sure. like, I like okay. that. I like that. Because okay. I don't think we've watched all that many films together, to be honest. No, Hot Rod, Starship Troopers. <laughs> 28 days later, yeah. we're going to do Hot that Rod was one a, day, aren't we? That was a weird triple That'll feature. Just be a, <laughs> yeah. it's a weird choice. Just an Great hour film. of me laughing uncontrollably. Chris. My name's Rod, I like to party. Um, this won the Oscar for Best Visual Effects, which is not surprising. It was nominated, didn't it? Oh. I can read. Jurassic, yeah. Jurassic Park. Uh, I'm having a brain aneurysm because it's not three. but um, The Lost World. That, Jurassic that Park, three minus two. Yes, that one. No, three minus one. Math. Jurassic Park 2? Jurassic Park 2 won in 1997. <laughs> Jurassic Park 1 won in 1993. Ah. Uh-huh. Ah. Um, it was nominated for Best Visual Effects. I think deserving, Luso. The one detail I don't understand when I hear people talk about like sprites and like map paintings and post effects and stuff like that, I really don't understand a lot of it and I wish I understood it more. I understand one detail about this movie, which is that Paul Verhoeven was shooting it. He brought the special effects guys on. I think one guy was called John Richardson, but I can't remember anyone else's name. And they were all there on the day. And he's like, so when this is done, there will be aliens there. That's what they'll be shooting at. And they're like, well, the lighting's going to be off because um, we're not controlling. What do you mean? What do you want us to do? And he's like, you put aliens in the movie. This is your job. <laughs> Get out of here. Great. And they fucking did it. And it's like <laughs> no special effects operates that way. Like almost every other one, it's like, well, it's a controlled set controlled where the lighting. lighting is established. They have like those weird ball things where they mm. kind of know what's where going on. The lighting. But yes. can I just go back to that? You're wrong. Jurassic Park Lost World was nominated. 
but Titanic actually won best. You're 100. percent I'm wrong. Titanic won. You should know that. Yeah, I fucked that I'm up. I'm disappointed. That is me. actually very sad. I did fuck that up. And we're not going to cut that one. <laughs> nah, keep yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, there's something telling me that we should try and find a way to just bring this all home, boys. Yeah, it's me. If we are on um, planet K and we want to come back to Buenos Aires. We hit an asteroid. It's not there. We... It got fucking blown up. <laughs> Whoa. By Denise Richards. <laughs> oh, Denise. Our home's gone and it's your girlfriend's fault, Johnny. I mean, there's a joke here about women drivers, but I won't make it. Okay. Uh, Any more lines you want to spit out? Yeah, quick. you got 30 seconds to give me some more quotes. Oh, okay. Don't talk about Carmen that way, Johnny. I'd rather take 10 lashes in public square than see you ruin your life. You walk out that door, young man, and you're cut off. You hear me? All right, then, since you are cut off. You know what I mean? Cannot push a button if you disable his hand. Medic! (laughs) You don't approve. (laughs) Well, too bad. We're in this for the species, boys and girls. There's more of them than there is of us. I think I'll just... I have one rule. Everyone fights. No one quits. You don't do your job, I'll kill you myself. One day someone like me is going to come along and kill you and your whole fucking race. But Carmen's that way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> running out of ones. Uh, Rico's rough next. <laughs> oh, yeah, and the uh, the priest from The Walking Dead was also... Yeah, Seth Gillum. Yeah, Seth he's Gillum. great. He's yeah, a lot great. of fun in it. Good stuff. Really good. I'm Shout staying on him. a three. No throw in for me. <laughs> 9.9. I'm staying. Eleven. Through the Well, what a horrible time that was, but thank you for listening. This is the most upset Frank's ever been. Frank's at, at really mad that I love talk- this. Yeah. <laughs> I am, and I'm mad that you ruined my birthday. Oh. <laughs> it's, not, it's, you know, it's not about me. Oh, buddy, there's still more to go, don't worry. Also, <laughs> thanks for listening. This is Throwing the Pal. I'm Tom. I'm Marcus. I'm Chris. I'm Frank. Throwing the Pal.